Yo, you're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. And during today's show, we gave out hourly winning words for our 10K a day giveaway. Hopefully you heard them and you entered. Remember to keep listening every day, every hour for your chance to hear the hours winning word. Just remember, you have to enter before 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. Good luck. And you get that cash. You get those bands. You get that Skrilla. You get that. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You're going to get your chance to win some money of your own in just about 10 minutes. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN2. J. Will and Keyshawn are here. Max is out. I'm Amber Wilson filling in for him today. We are presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Give us a call in the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So, gentlemen, we had a triple header on Thanksgiving in terms of the NFL. The Bills toppled the Lions 28-25. to The Vikings got the better of the Patriots 33-26. to We are going to get into both of those games. But let's start here. The Cowboys over the Giants. 28 hold on, Amber. To hold 20. on, Amber. Hold on, Amber. Oh, happy I Thanksgiving, Amber. I knew Jay was going to stop her. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> Amber. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy, happy However, Heath, hold on. Keith? You and I spoke. You and I spoke yesterday, Jay. We already did the Happy yeah, Thanksgiving the, thing because you were kind enough to come on your own show when I was hosting. But this is all of us, so this is our reunion. Anyway, I got nine thousand pictures from Key yesterday <laughs> with every single every single meal that he cooked. So we we got we got some talking to do about that first, Key. What happened yesterday? Well, Morning. How many plates did you make? What happened morning. to your dry turkey? Morning, Amber. Good don't, morning, Keyshawn. Don't ever mind the, the other guy, not Jay, but the other guy talking, who can't cook at all. In fact, dry. he ordered wings to go last night. So, Pat, just go figure. Dry turkey. You order I mean, wings you know, to go, Pat? I did not order wings to go. He, he had a Caesar salad and wings to go. <laughs> He was at a hotel bar. I do believe that you did that, spend Thanksgiving at a hotel bar, Pat. So what does that tell wrong. you? He had almond salad and dry turkey, so I don't know what to tell you. Wait, now I got to pull the picture salad. of the turkey, though, because no, no, the no turkey, turkey didn't dry. look dry to me, Pat. Actually, it was several turkeys, okay? So it's not, it wasn't one, <laughs> mister. Several. It was several. I mean, no one's surprised Keyshawn has several, several turkeys. turkeys. Well, we had a big, I mean, it was 30 people, so... Uh, you know, we had a deep fry. We had a traditional, and then we had one that was like a a, um, a giant turkey dry. breast that was. Uh, what is that? What are you doing? That's Jay? a turkey. That's a <laughs> turkey. Who, who cooks good. this? Who cooks all these turkeys, Keyshawn? Is that is that a private chef doing that for you? No, 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 no. No, he gets that. Yeah, he gets that. Okay. Private chef. I was he up yesterday. That. Amber, I was up at four a.m. yesterday morning, and uh, started cooking about four thirty a.m. So. I cooked a lot of it. I didn't cook all of it. So, um, if, you, if you're watching on ESPN2 right now, they are zooming in on a picture <laughs> of the turkey doing, that, that Key cooked, but on <laughs> G. Will's phone. Yes. High, high technology here. I honestly don't think it looks that dry. I got to be no, honest. It looks, it looks great. It looks good. It's incredible. Again, yes. Amber, before we move on to those great games yesterday, because yeah. I did think they were pretty good football games, in, at the end of the day, we're talking to a guy Sahara. who spent, his Thanksgiving in a hotel bar. He's sacrificing for the show, though, Key. In a Caesar salad. He's what? sacrificing for the show to be closer to the show to work today. That's 
That's so what Pat and he is worked doing. and yes, and he was yeah. producing yesterday yeah, for he, us. Now yeah. I, it, th- that's all well and good, except for we did l- learn right before the show that Pat doesn't like stuffing, and I just don't trust anybody who doesn't like stuffing. Pat, you don't so, like stuffing? No, I think it's overrated. He just Pat hates Thanksgiving. I think it's just that's, not. It's not stuffing's just not delicious like that. Okay. I, it is though. I just I, I. But didn't you guys get stuffing on the uh, KJM draft the other day? Didn't the staff take stuffing? Or was no, that Max? Max, no, no. Max took all sides. Max, so, uh, Max took, all, yeah, Max took every side well, possible. He lost yeah. that joint. And Key also took uh, a different type of stuffing because we just drafted like 11 of the same dish for the draft, even though the staff won. He so had the Cajun anyway. stuffing. Yeah, the Cajun yeah. stuffing. I, I, heard, I heard that draft. Y'all were just making dishes up. Like, uh, <laughs> no. Yes, no. you were. Was like, it? The, the, yeah, it's like there's not like 30 different types of stuffing at people's Thanksgivings. Butterfly I turkey, no, I Amber. Swear. Yeah, what is Amber. butterfly turkey? That's, that's a no, that, now that was that's made up. That's, that's made up. Butterfly that is some made turkey. up stuff right there. He pulled that off the internet. <laughs> I knew it immediately when he came with it. I said, Max, you just you you, you pulled that off the internet. Man. He looked for he looked for like 30 minutes of the show for that one, Key. <laughs> well, <laughs> on his phone, just scrolling on Google. Well, All I'm right. glad I'm glad both of you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Thank Pat Costello, not so much, but I am glad that everybody had a good Thanksgiving. The Dallas Cowboys had a very good Thanksgiving. A week after scoring 40 points against Minnesota, they scored three consecutive touchdowns on three consecutive drives in the second half against the Giants. 28-20 win. That means the Cowboys, gentlemen, are now eight and three. It also means the Giants are now seven and four. A tough divisional stretch here for the New York Giants is this the end key for Big Blue you know I don't know that it's the end I'm not ready to just throw them away just quite yet I I think they can still fall and sit follow fall into a wild card playoff spot that six seven seed so to speak and let's see if they could just chip away. They did not throw the ball well at all yesterday when when it mattered most I know they hit the big touchdown I know that you know uh they did some things, but I mean, talking about methodically when they needed it, fourth and one, throwing the ball behind guys, things of that nature. And that was always sort of the case when you thought about Daniel Jones in the passing game. Can they do that when they need to, when they fall behind? Can they push the ball down the field? And they were not able to do it yesterday. You see, I'm going to go in opposite direction, Amber. I do believe that the Giants are done. And I think – all season long, they've been punching above their weight class, right? They've been living above expectations, which has been great. This season has been a success. I've been trying to be practical, practical, practical on radio for the past couple of weeks because everybody gets always so excited. And I'm sitting here saying, okay, well, Saquon, they're stacking the box now. So the last couple of games, he's only been getting, what, he had 22 yards versus Detroit, 39 yards against the Cowboys the other day. We're playing with our third, fourth string corners out here. It's just their old line is still decimated. Like it's, there's a lot of issues there when you know where the offense needs to come from each and every day. And now we're going to expect Daniel Jones to be, you know, Josh Allen. And that's not who he is. So playing the Eagles twice, the Commanders twice, the Vikings, like I just don't see them making a run at it. I don't. Yeah, it is a tough, tough schedule coming up. Daniel Jones last night, 21 of 35, 228 yards passing, one touchdown, zero interceptions. So, Key, where is the narrative now around Daniel Jones? I mean, he wasn't he wasn't terrible yesterday by any means. Everybody was so hot on, though, Daniel Jones for the first half of the season. It seems like, all right, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, but he secured his spot here. He's going to get a deal from them. Does that change if they start dropping all these divisional games here down the stretch? 
Well, I think it all depends. If he plays like he played yesterday in spurts, then I think it opens up the door for them to start to see if there's another option out there. They won't be too fast rushed to the table. Um, you know, he didn't play bad, but when you watch the game, there's moments that they needed him to deliver the football, and he threw it behind the guy. He twisted, he turned in guys, things like that. That's what gets you in trouble. It's not the stat line. It's can he deliver on fourth and one? It's third and five. Can he deliver? Oh, we need him to convert on this. That was where they got into trouble at. And if that continues, then I'm sure they'll scratch their head and they'll say, well, we may want to, you know, slow things down just a little bit. Any way you think, Amber, you can get him on that Jameis Winston deal? What is it, like a two-year, $28 million deal, something like that, something that kind of buys you some time? With Daniel Jones, because I we we look, I get it as a Giants fan. If they're stacking the box and Saquon Barkley can't be prolific, am I reasonably expecting Daniel Jones to be the savior for this franchise in the last six games? Like, no, I feel like that's setting him up for failure more so than setting him up for success. And another thing you got to think about, Amber and Jay, is they did go up against a pretty solid defense, a championship caliber defense. And so, when you go up against a championship caliber defense, and you don't really have an alpha dog at the receiver position. They're trying to manufacture Slayton, right? They're trying to force him to be their number one guy. And you just can't you can't have that. They've got to get they've got to go out and figure out how to get a guy, not this year, but next year, if they hold on to Daniel Jones, that that that's a difference maker in the passing game. You can get one guy that will be a difference maker when you want to throw the football, you throw the football to him. The Giants were up against a a championship-caliber defense, except for the Cowboys' rushing defense has left a lot to be desired this season, and yet the Giants last night as a team only rushed for 90 yards. Saquon, 11 carries, 39 yards. He did have a touchdown for them in terms of rushing. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. All right, guys, it is time to win you some money, honey, so listen up. It's time for this hour's winning word for the KJM $10,000 a day giveaway. When you hear the winning word, text the word to 777-000, and you're entering for your chance to win. We'll do it every weekday from now until the end of the show on December 7th. No purchase necessary. Ends December 7th, 2022. See complete official rules at ESPNRadio.com slash contest. KJ and Max, 10K giveaway. <laughs> Get that money. The winning word today is dry. <laughs> Like, allegedly, Keyshawn Johnson's turkey was dry yesterday for they Thanksgiving. They're cruel up here, Key. They're cruel in here, man. No, I, I can't listen to Pat. This is a text dry to 777 If dry is the winning word, then I'm willing to, I'm willing to give the $2,500 away to uh, whomever we select that texts in to 777 Yes, I am for a dry turkey. Well, I'm glad that you approved that because we were doing that with or without your approval. So text DRY to 777-000. Coming up next here on KJM, Amber Wilson filling in for Max Kellerman. Why the Vikings remind us of a different team, we will explain. That is after Jay has this word from FanDuel. Yep. Let me see if I can finally talk after nine minutes into our show, Amber. Let's see. (laughs) Here we go. Football season is heating up, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
You see, because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Nailed it! Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Key, Sean, Jay, Will, and Max, Amber That's Wilson filling in for Max. But Key and Jay are here, and they are here to talk about everything we saw in the NFL yesterday. The Minnesota Vikings, they beat the New England Patriots 33-26. to And, Key, this is a Vikings team that is sitting at 9-2 and on the season. But a lot of people have had a hard time buying into this team. And last week, they get blown out by the Cowboys, and everyone's like, oh, there it is. This is, this is the cracks. This is, you know, it's, it's kind of been a fake run here for the Vikings. But then they go out yesterday. They do what they did against the Patriots. They look like they got it going again. Where do you stand on the Vikings? Are they for real? I mean, I guess it would depend on what we mean for real, right? I, I think their record. <laughs> Just go ahead and say it, man. You're not a believer. It's okay. Well, I didn't say that, Jay. I just said it depends on what we're talking about. If they're going to win the Super Bowl, no, I don't believe that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do I believe they win the division in a, a playoff game because they're going to be at home? Yes, I believe that. Does that mean that they can't all of a sudden get some luck because, I don't know, who would be the number one seed? Somebody gets hurt, a left tackle goes down, and they draw them. I, I don't know. I don't look at them and say to myself, okay, this team is getting ready to run the table and win the Super Bowl. No, but I think, you know, you just – sometimes teams look like this. They don't – everybody can't look like the Kansas City Chiefs. And he, at the end, I think they're just a good team. You see, Key, here's how I look at it. I give Minnesota all the credit in the world because we often say this on this show, Amber, you are what your record states you are, right? I understand that. They have found ways to win games that last year they would have lost. But there's nothing that makes me trust this team 
to win multiple games to get to a Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Like it, it feels like the odds are stacked against him to lose early more so than win the Super Bowl. And I get that whether you want to double team, triple team Justin Jefferson, you know, his ability, best wide receiver in the game right now, right, with the style of play. And Kirk Cousins, with the exception of an errant pass, played exceptionally well. But there's still something that makes you feel ah, you're waiting for the bottom to, to, to fall out with this team when it matters the most. There's something about it that just doesn't feel right. I don't know. It just is, is. is there something about it named Kirk Cousins? Because I think that this is what we do yes, that is to Kirk correct. Cousins. And, I mean, we're always like, oh, well, he can't win the big one or he can't win in prime time. I mean, I guess Thanksgiving Day is like sort of prime time-ish. He yeah. did dominate the Patriots yesterday. No, no, yeah. I, I believe – I don't think he could win a big one. I just what's – the, what's the likely probability – that he's going to win the big one, Amber. I guess that's the question. Like, what would you say the probability is? Uh, I I would have it pretty low. I have yeah. a hard time buying into this team too, and I've always had a hard time kind of getting rid of that Kirk Cousins narrative in my mind that people do to him. By the way, thirty of thirty-seven yesterday, two hundred ninety-nine yards yeah, passing, yeah. three touchdowns yesterday, one interception. A good day from Cousins. I just feel like this Patriots team, though, like I. I'm not, I'm not about this Patriots team. I know people talk about this defense for the Patriots being pretty good. I don't want to take anything away from what the Vikings did yesterday, but I can't get over what they did the week before against the Dallas Cowboys. And yes, the Vikings are sitting at nine and two. I know the record is the record key, but it feels like the record is going to get them into the postseason, and then they're going to fall flat. Well, I could. I mean, we can look at a lot of <clears throat> we can look at a lot of teams that way, right, Amber? We we can look at. The Miami Dolphins the same way. Are they a legitimate contender in the AFC, uh-huh. or are they just a team that wins one game and they get bounced in the playoffs because it looks like that they're going to fight for that division along with the Buffalo Bills? So you can look at them the same way you look at Baltimore. Can Baltimore really make some noise? It looks like they're going to probably win their division, but the first thing we say is what has been hunting them the entire time, the lack of success in the passing game. I just – look, the, the New England Patriots – they do have a decent defense and a solid secondary, unlike most people thought coming into the year, because when they lost Jackson to the Chargers, they just people just assumed the secondary was going to fold apart. He did carve them up to a degree. Oh, see how I did that? Carved them up? Tur- hey. Turkey Day, the whole deal. I didn't mean to do it that way, but I did it. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I don't believe that they're a Super Bowl team at all. I think they're a playoff team. That's what I believe. You see, Amber, this is what happens. Like these, you know, we joke around that sometimes Max is really slick. And he gets in these little sayings throughout like a long diatribe that sometimes you forget because maybe he said it at the beginning of the saying. And, Leave Max and, alone. Man. No, 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 no. I'm bringing it always back because that's what Key just did there, Amber. I don't know. See, what this did is I what do? I do. This is what I deal with, Amber. Did you did you sense it? Did you the, hear the him low key say, shot at the Dolphins? Oh, is that what you're why, referring Amber? to? Why? Why? Why are we saying that the Dolphins are the same as the Vikings? Like the Dolphins give off oh. way different vibes than the Vikings. Oh, we just oh, came up oh. a conversation key about Kirk Cousins being this the guy dude, what do you that you're really not trusting. And I'm sitting here saying Tua is second I, in the MVP I race right now. I gave an example of the Dolphins, no, it's the Baltimore slight. Ravens. No, like, it's a slight. You do it all the time. In fairness Amber. to Key, no, listen, and I, you know I'm out here to defend my. Dolphins all day, every day. Not. But in fairness to Key, I'm just gonna not the Vikings mention anything has to do with Dolphins ever again. 
Well, that's probably good. Uh, yeah, to an awful appreciation. You're doing us a but service, please. In fairness to Key, the one thing I'll say, the Dolphins in a much tougher division than the Vikings are in large part thanks, of course, to Green Bay. It does feel like the path to the postseason here for Minnesota is going to be a much easier one. Still have a hard time believing in them in terms of a postseason. In Dolphins land over here, we're, we're, just, we're trying to win a playoff game for the first time in decades, right? With this Vikings team, I do think when you look at that record, though, people are thinking, hey, they're Super Bowl contenders. But either way, the Vikings yesterday were in the zone against the Patriots. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Coming up next, there are six huge games this weekend. We're going to dive into them. That is after Key has this word from Dr. Pepper. Jason in that narrative. I'm no, see, Amber like just the Amber got I mean, the break. Real quick. Amber got the break real quick. Roll along. Mm-hmm. College football season. Dr. Pepper and the residents <laughs> of Fanville invite you to revel in another one of a kind year of flexing your foam finger, humming your school's fight song in your sleep, and thriving on a steady diet of buffalo chicken dip and post-game day commentary. All washed down with a rich, delicious Dr. Pepper, of course. Another Saturday is just around the corner. So make sure your tailgate doesn't turn into a complete failgate and pick up a case of ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN radio everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Four Downs is brought to you by GEICO. Switch to GEICO today and see all the ways that you could save. First down. Bears at Jets. (laughs) I can't with the voice. Go ahead, Key. I guess the question would be, can the Jets overcome the loss of Zach Wilson? What loss? The fact that they decided to bench Zach Wilson and move on with Mike White, that is what they want to do right now, and I think they can overcome it. A lot of information was coming out of Jets camp earlier this year to me that Mike White actually was the better quarterback, but because Zach Wilson was the second pick in the draft, they had to play him and give him the opportunity to show that he was worth that. But here's the key to it. The Jets are minus six and a half, minus six points, over under a 38.5. So I'm picking the Jets in this one. I think the Jets are going to beat up on the Bears. 
Mike White is F- the better quarterback? That's what you're hearing? I mean, we're about to find out, right? That's if, Listen, if Mike White ends up being good for the Jets, then fine. They don't end up going back to Zach Wilson. But I hate this move by the New York Jets because the whole purpose of this season was supposed to be finding out whether you have your guy under center in the second overall pick in the draft that you took in 2021. We can't know that when he's in street clothes on the sidelines, Jay. That's not how you evaluate a quarterback. Now all of a sudden the Jets, because they're having a better season than expected, want to be winning games, and they think, I guess, a game manager and Mike White, a fifth round is going to give them a better opportunity to do that. They're hoping to strike gold there. Meanwhile, they're going to end up going back to Zach Wilson and not once again knowing what they have in Zach Wilson because they ain't win a Super Bowl with or without Mike White. Yeah, but Amber, you know, sometimes situations change. And I just feel like for them being in a playoff hunt for where they are with where Robert Sala, who's always struck me as somebody who's practical and reasonable, he's been in that locker room. I think he would see this is the opportunity for Zach Wilson, who, by the way, is not even second string, third string with the practice squad now. That says something about where he is. If Mike White gives him a better chance, I'm all for the Giants and Robert Sala doing what's in the best interest for the team, not for the quarterback. Second down. Bengals at Titans. Cincinnati minus three over unders 43 and a half here. I'm taking the Titans in this situation. When you look at this football team, they are starting to get into their groove running the football with Derrick Henry, a big pound and ground situation. I know a lot of people question Ryan Tannehill down the stretch. Can he deliver come playoff time, pushing the ball down the field? The last time we saw him in the playoffs, we remember the Cincinnati game. It gives us a little bit of a lemon, a little bit of taste of sour lemon in our mouths. But I think he can, and I'm picking the Titans in this one. I mean, which of these teams are we underrating more here, Jay? Because the Titans are strange. A lot of people thought mm. that their window had closed. I mean, they've always been – they've been a Super Bowl contender now for certainly for years and sitting atop that AFC. And then Derrick Henry, the injuries. Injuries to that entire Titans team last season. And a lot of people thought, all right, this is it. You get, they trade away A.J. Brown. Like, this is their window closing. And then all of a sudden this season, seeming like, hey – D. Henry, first of all, ain't done. Uh, he's far from done. And the Titans, as long as he's not done, still have a real chance here. It's like, you know, which team do you like more? Look, I trust Vrabel's defense. I trust Derrick Henry. I like the style in which they play when they can control the clock. But I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Ryan Tannehill to make plays down the stretch. And to me, when you have guys like T. Higgins, Jamar Chase coming back eventually – Joe Mixon coming off dealing with the concussion issue. I just trust Joe Burrow's ability to make plays when you need it more than I trust Ryan Tannehill. So I'll take the Bengals. Do you, Key, you trust the Bengals more than the Titans right now? I I don't. I I trust the Titans more because of what they have. They can run the football. They can play solid defense. And Vrabel can coach football, okay? Ryan Tannehill made some mistakes against the Cincinnati Bengals a year ago in the playoffs, but – you can correct those mistakes. You know, it was a tip ball off the hands of a receiver, interception, and obviously he gave one to Cincinnati, but you can correct that. Third down. Texans at Dolphins. Now, it says that team <laughs> that down south. Is hilarious. His team down south is minus 14. Is that correct? Let's assume it is. It is correct. Yeah, 14 the point team- favorite. The team down south is minus 14. Over under says 14. I don't think that that is correct, but okay, no, that whatever is the case 47. is. 47. Okay, well, 47 over under. Makes a lot the, more sense. 
The no team down south. Just say their name. I said I'm not saying their name anymore. The team down south I'm picking, I believe they're going to take on the Texans who just benched their quarterback at Davis Mills. They decided to go with the other guy instead. Miami's a good football team. They're fighting for this division with the Buffalo Bills. And there you go, the team down south. You did say Miami. No, well, I didn't say the last part, though. I mean, I mean, Jay, this, this, this is this is a cupcake one, or at least we assume. I mean, it should be right for the Dolphins. But why does Keyshawn Johnson hate Tua so much? Oh I God! You, you tell me, Amber. I mean, you tell I mean, that, me. That is more interesting than talking about this actual oh, game. Way more interesting than talking about this game. It's I can't like what, believe it. What else does he need to do, Key? Does he need to beat Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen again and win his last seven games in a row for you actually to? Be in the MVP he, yeah. conversation. Be the most accurate passer in the league. Come on. I, I'm just going to wait for the bottom to fall out of See? that team down south. That's where it is. Because I'm tired of you poking me, and now all of a sudden you got her doing the same no, thing. No, no, no. You're no, doing it to yourself. No. See, no, Amber, this is, is why I told you before. Don't out. let him treat nope. Tua the I don't same think... way he's treating Kirk Cousins. No, wait, don't real, allow but, him to do it, Amber. But, Key, why is the bottom going to fall out? Because, like, when we were talking about the Vikings and you made that comparison, a lot of people question the Vikings because they question Kirk Cousins' ability to win in the biggest moments, right? Oh. Why would this Dolphins team, are you questioning it so much? No, or I'm, what I'm about Tua there, makes you question him? I'm not questioning the team down south at all. <laughs> what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm doing is um, I, I <laughs> waited until the season – and then and now as they continue to play well, I'm like, okay, they got a good team. Now I want to see them go on the road in a hostile, cold environment and take what they do in South Florida and move to Buffalo and do that, move to New England and do that. Can they go to Baltimore, although they came from behind against the Ravens and won that game in the fourth quarter because the Ravens secondary completely dropped the ball in that situation. Can they do so, that? Can so they go about, to Kansas it's a, City? It's about cold weather. It's about weather. weather. It's, it's about, about weather, weather because yes. beating Buffalo in Miami apparently doesn't convince Key of anything. But if they beat Buffalo in Buffalo, New York, then all of a sudden Key's convinced. Yes. Well, I think you know teams from South Florida or the Florida area in general, when they go on the road to cold environments, their game changes. And so I want to know if that game can sustain in those cold areas. And I'm not the only person that feels that way about the team in the South. Or down our, deep top. Fourth down. down there. Our blood's thinner down here. <laughs> Packers at Eagles. Packers at Eagles. Philadelphia is six and a hook, over under 46 and a hook in this football game. You know, the Packers have been struggling, obviously. I don't think they're going to get their mojo back going into Philadelphia against Jalen Hurts and company. I think if the Packers lose this football game, they might as well start calling the U-Hauls to start to bring and pack up their stuff so they can go on vacation after the season starts. It wouldn't be too early to start thinking that way. Does Aaron Rodgers even care if they have to pack up their stuff and go on vacation? I feel like that's what he wants. Like, I, you know, he'll go into the woods somewhere. He'll do his thing. He'll take whatever go he's taking. He'll go have some fun, somewhere. right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> entire attitude this season makes me uh, question how much he even cares about what he's doing out there, frankly. And we saw some of the frustrations with him. We heard some of it even stemming back to training camp in terms of his receivers. I will give him credit here, though, because Aaron Rodgers has been driving me crazy the last couple of years. But I'll give him credit here. I do think think that it was commendable that Jay, he didn't come out and let us know about the broken thumb. In fact, stemming back to October, we were hearing that he had a hurt thumb. He had admitted on the Pat McAfee show that his thumb was quote unquote hurt. He was asked directly whether it was broken. And his response was, it hurts. Well, obviously it does hurt because in fact it's broken. But I guess what I like about it is that he didn't want to use excuses. And to me, that's a vet move. That's a reigning MVP move where he is having a down season 
Washington, yeah. certainly compared to what we are used to from Aaron Rodgers. But instead of coming out and just letting us know, yo, my right thumb is broken on my throwing hand, he kind of kept it under wraps this whole time. You mean like last year, Amber, where he talked about his pinky toe? Yeah, exactly. You mean that one while Jason Pierre-Paul was playing with a torn rotator cuff? Like like everybody playing through injuries. So, look, I, I, I get it. Um, I, at the end of the day, though, like, look, the, the Packers are one of these teams that you're always worried about. Do I think they're going to make a playoff run? No. And do I think Aaron Rodgers wants to be there long term? The money would suggest so, but not not what I've seen from him personally. But I still think they're one of these teams you, you just never know because Aaron Rodgers is A-Rod. You know what I mean? He can he could turn on when he wants if he can. If he can. I mean, Key, it's, it's a broken thumb. Aaron Rodgers says that he's had worse. He broke his index finger in college. He said playing through that was a whole lot worse than a broken thumb. Broken thumb seems problematic, though. Like, this doesn't feel like good news to me for the backers. No, it, 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 it's not good news, and I'm sure it hurts like hell. But at, at the end, he's been able to play with it to some degree. He's had some, some laser throws in the situation. And then there's been other times where you look at it and you go, something's got to be wrong in these situations now that he's come out publicly and in putting on notice that his thumb is broken now what does that mean that means is that can he get underneath the center do they have to stay in the gun like what does that mean it's been broken since week five key it's been broken for months apparently and by the way he didn't actually come out and say this i think it was like a -a make-a-wish kid that ended up like he had told them and then he ended up releasing the information or something which is where we end up getting this from but he had been on the injury report all this time with a hurt thumb but we didn't know it was actually broken Right? Yeah, he's, he's been, been able to play, though, it. so there's no excuses there. Bonus death. Michigan at Ohio State. Let's go. College Jake, ball. You, you went to Duke for crying out My loud. parents went to the Ohio Michigan State. Michigan at Ohio That's where they State. Met. Ohio State right. minus seven and a half, over under 56 here. I guess the question would be, Whoever wins this football game, what's going to happen? I think Ohio State rolls Michigan. Michigan going in there with a freshman quarterback, that's not going to vote well for the Wolverines. I know that they, you know, they playing well and they got a good – they almost fall in the situation for me like the Minnesota Vikings and that team down south. See, I feel a little differently about this one. I know a lot of think a lot of people think Ohio State's going to roll, and we certainly had been used to seeing that in some years. But over those years when Ohio State used to blow out Michigan, Harbaugh's teams were always good, but then they'd get to this game, and Ohio State would just absolutely dominate. From those years, I feel like he learned his lesson and built this team now to match up better with Ohio State, where now they play that more pro style of defense. He does that on purpose to match up with this Ohio State team. I actually don't think that this is going to be as easy for Ohio State as people think, Jay. I'll take uh, Michigan in this game. You're taking Michigan to cover? Yeah. Well, Oof. cover. Cover or win? How, what was the uh, – Pat just deleted the spread off my screen. What was it? I think it was uh, Se- a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I'm just taking win straight up. The oh, Amber. Well, it's going to be interesting for Michigan with a lot of injuries, though, right? Like, you talk about running back Blake Curham left last week's game with a knee injury. Running back Donovan Edwards is banged up as well. So, look, at the end of the day, C.J. Stroud at home, a big-time game. Remember what happened last year, right? So, I, I think that this is a payback game for Ohio State. I think Ohio State wins big at home, frankly. Mm, do you? That's yes. right. Yes. Yeah. You didn't go to Ohio State, though. Keith, my mom and my dad that, went to the Ohio State. You didn't go. I grew you. up a Buckeye fan watching football. Just, uh, you know I you moved from multiple teams. You burned them and went to Duke. I didn't even get recruited by Ohio State for basketball. Yeah. How messed up is that? That's not what I heard. What, what did you hear through your streets in the basketball knowledge that you have? Go ahead. What did you hear? The bag was bigger in other places. Well, oh, 
That is accurate as well, kid. That is not. You are not telling lies. Bonus death. Notre Dame at Keyshawn Johnson's USC Trojans. Here we go. Notre Dame at USC. You have to let be ob- You have to be objective here, Key, because you're giving Jay so much stuff. No, but I about actually went objective. to USC, so I don't have to be objective, Aber. I look at this situation: <laughs> USC five and a five and a hook. Now, Pat originally had minus fifty-five. Knew something was wrong. Over under is sixty-four point five. Jay, that is a good number. You should take that all day long because SC can flat out score points on the offensive side of the ball. We are legit contenders. We've got to run the table. We've got to take care of business against a ranked Notre Dame team. We took care of business against a ranked UCLA team. We already qualified for the Pac-12 championship. All we have to do is win this football game, don't stub our toe, roll into Las Vegas on December 2nd, and take care of business against whoever we play, whether it's Oregon or Washington or whoever they give us, and then we got we can find ourselves in the college football playoff. Key, just, what's a, what's a, what's a big out. concern you have? What's your biggest concern against Notre Dame? Our size on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Notre Dame is big and stout. They can't run with us. We're, we're track meet out there, but defensively, we're a little smallish, and we could get pushed around a little bit. But I think if, if anything, we could score like that. Like, we could score on two plays. USC has a 42.5% chance to make the playoffs if they win out, according to Allstate, Allstate's playoff predictor. I feel like it should be higher than that, frankly. They win out, they are in. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson filling in for Max Kellerman today. We are presented to you by Progressive Insurance. That's college ball. Let's get back to some NFL talk, though. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN's NFL analyst, joins us now on KJM. And Rob, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, Nick, we didn't get a ta- chance, I don't think, to talk about Justin Fields when you and I spoke yesterday. He's working through an AC joint injury. We still don't know if he's going to get the go this week. How do you think the Bears should handle this situation, though, with Justin Fields? Well, I think they got to protect him from himself. You know, as a football player, you want to be out there, you want to play. And, you know, it's tough because I've had an AC, and it's it's very painful I remember having an AC joint and I had a hard time tying my shoes. It's going to be really hard for him to throw a football because you got to really torque your body. Um, and then not to mention, he's a running quarterback. He likes to scramble. He likes to extend plays. He likes to um, use his legs to his advantage. So at some point, he's going to get hit. And I know you can, uh, you know, like when I had mine, they injected it and you didn't really feel it. But the problem with that is, it's after it's like the next day and it takes a lot longer for it to heal. Um, so if I'm the bears, I would make sure that my quarterback is not putting himself in harm's way. I want to give him a little rest and make sure that he was good to go. Um, Cause he's been doing such a good job this year after the Patriots victory. They've kind of like found their own, they found their way, so to speak with his ability to get out of the pocket, to be, to be explosive, to make plays with his feet. Um, so I just don't want to see him maybe further injure that injure that AC joint. Yeah, Nick, yeah. I, I wouldn't have him play. Um, I would have him sit out this game. Let's go to the other side of this matchup for a second. Obviously, yesterday, Robert Sala talked about Zach Wilson not being a starter, them going with Mike White instead. Now Wilson is third on their depth chart because they have Joe Flacco as the backup. Is Zach Wilson's time with the Jets done? 
No, because of the money. Like he's the second overall pick. I, I'd have a hard time um, envisioning them just completely burying him because of the fact that he is a first round pick. And at the end of the day, somebody picked him at that spot. Somebody's going to have to see a return in their investment. So I, I'm sure that this is probably a you know punishment, slap on the wrist, whatever. Grow up, kid. Learn, learn from your mistake type situation. He's going to have another opportunity. I just I, that's that's my two cents on it because of how much money he's making. Yeah, you're you're probably right to a degree there, Nink. About the money, it's a little bit different now. No, with these first round picks, as you can tell, teams move on from them fast. I mean, now if Mike White catches fire and this team responds to him differently offensively, it's going to be interesting to see what happens the following week, and the week after, and the week after that, because you know. What happens with guys when they get hot down playoff stretches, coaches will not. They do not like to change because it's there's the hope now. Now you got hope. They take care of business on Sunday. Now you're sitting there saying, wait a minute, this this is, looks a little bit different to us. And he, Mike White has a chance to make, I guess you would call it history, for the first time for a guy, second round pick, to, a, a second overall pick to be benched for a guy uh, that no one even had promise for who was on the th- third on the depth chart at the quarterback spot who has now replaced him. In fact, Zach Wilson should possibly be inactive this week being the third quarterback. What does that say? I, I think it says that they don't have confidence in, in uh, Zach Wilson to be mature enough in certain situations. You know, we saw the interview, but there was other things that probably went into that probably, I'm sure, behind closed doors. Um more things that that we don't even know about that maybe they don't like the way he preps or the way that he prepares or the way he acts he, he reacts and, and has a relationship with his teammates yeah so all those things depending on the performance of white here how he goes out and how he looks like yeah i agree that that people move on quickly but um you know i think there also could be a hunger thing here too maybe you know what is it? Uh, fed fed dogs sleep and uh, hungry dogs eat. So maybe maybe this is one of them things they're trying to trying to get Zach Wilson to be more motivated, to be a better teammate, um, to be a better football player. But we'll see. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Nick, let's go to the NFC for a second and 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 let's talk about the good old Vikings. Um, when you think about it, do they have a higher chance? And in your reckoning, do they have a higher chance of getting to the Super Bowl or losing in the first round of the playoffs? I kind of like the way that they play as far as they've had a lot of one-score games. I think they have the most one-score victories in the league right now. And that is something that in the playoffs, like you have to be able to handle certain situations where every possession that you have the football – you have to either score or have a stop defensively. And, you know, last night, I think it was a great, it was an entertaining game. I know there's some controversial calls, whatnot, with, with you know, some of the things that happened. But um, I think that they probably have a better shot of, of becoming a, a team that you got to respect and having a deep playoff run than being one and done in the playoffs. Um, you know, they have, they're uber talented now as far as receiving core running back, you know, you can't you, you can't sleep on Kirk Cousins. I think he's he's done a terrific job this year. And last night he made a bunch of great throws. Yeah, he had one interception, but um 
yeah, the Vikings look like the real deal team, and they're they're mentally tough and they're hardened because they played a lot of close football games. And in in the, in the playoffs, there there aren't really no there's not the the blowouts and and those like runaway victories. They're all pretty close. So when you can have those in the regular season, you, you get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN's NFL analyst. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. All right, Rob. The Vikings beat the Pats yesterday, 33-26. to They are sitting at 9-2 and on the season, and we are still questioning whether they are the real deal. Coming up next, let's answer that ourselves. Are the Vikings going to make the Super Bowl? This is KJM on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.